warning, if you are an audio pedant, then uh, turn away now because some of uh, the recordings here today are not done with your precious, pristine microphones and sound like some good person who does sound um, John Bon Jovi. So, um, yeah, apologies. But, uh, you know, needs must. We're in the middle of a pandemic. Ain't you heard about it? So please enjoy this episode. Back in town. Welcome to the Maya and Sally uh, podcast framework series, um, part two, part two, um, frameworks harder. So uh, joining me today, our our next, uh, uh, our second guest, guests, uh, what? Uh, is uh, Jack Kerwin and Ava uh, Bortolozzo. Yeah. (laughs) Even though I'd already been told, I knew I might still uh, f it up. Um, So, um, both you work for Radii, so it's been a real Radii love fest the past two episodes with Aiden in the last one. Yeah. Um, That's it. Yeah. And uh, you are the directors of two short films. Um, One was. I'll let you. Yeah, um, our first short film was our grad film that we made together. It was called The Usual. So that was, when was that finished? 2018? 2018, 2019. Um, and then from that film, Aiden, O'Sullivan came to our, what's it called? The grad show. The grad show. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, met us there. And basically, yeah, we sent him some work. And then he brought us on to his frameworks film, Nightlink, mm. to start working on that as um, Ava was primarily an animator and I was primarily a background artist. Um, yeah, that was our first film anyway, the usual. Yeah, did it, which did quite well, Yeah, uh, randomly at Galway and Ava got to go to China and stuff. With no it, way. It was great, like lots of great opportunities, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ava was like a global university network or something mm. and I think it was their first year and they were just trying to, they had so much money in it and they're trying to get as many filmmakers as possible. So I got like, expenses paid for a day trip out to Hong Kong and it was class. Hong Kong. Was so much fun. Um yeah. well, that's amazing. And then um you moved on to your next short then, which is her song. Um and I was confused for some reason. I thought that well now I'm kind of like chronologically really confused now that I think about it because because <laughs> I was just thinking I was like um oh yeah no her song for some reason I thought you were working on it now and then I was like, oh, no, it was released in 2020. And then I was like, wait a minute. But Nightlink was on the same lineup that my one was at Galway in 2021. So it was like yeah. Nightlink. So you were working on Nightlink before you worked on your frameworks, but then your frameworks was released before Aiden's was. Yeah. So like every year there is a bit of a like, oh, wait, what's going on? Because yeah. whoever doesn't get to get their film finished in time can go the next year or the year after, mm. however long it takes them to finish. Um, that's a radio I came to us when we were making Nightlink in the middle of was it the middle of it? Yeah, I think yeah. Like Aiden just said, Look, lads, do you want to have a go at the, the open frameworks again? Do you guys want to give it a go? And 
we've already had it. So there's a bit of a production, you know, bit of a track record with radii. Mm. So then we worked on an idea like after work in the evenings and then put them together and got it and then got it. So then it was lined up for when we our contract finished on Nightlink and then a few months later we started again on her song. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Was Nightlink finished first though? No, it kind of it was like eighty to ninety percent and then it was just delayed yeah. just for different delayed, different yeah. things. Different so reason. it couldn't yeah, get over the well, final. I get it now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. that would that would be. Then you have to wait a whole year to go into Galway. Of course, again. Yeah. yeah. That would make more yeah. sense. It would work in line with um, most frameworks that I know. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, literally. Yeah, yeah. There's a friend of mine, and uh, I worked on his frameworks in 2016, and my one was still released before his one. Yeah. So, how did you first come to be working with each other? Yeah, it was weird. Like we met on the first day of college and first year in IDT animation, and uh, I think a lot of people thought that we knew each other from before that. But I don't know, it just got on really well straight away. And uh, like as you're saying, like I remember them always trying to push you to collaborate, and then I'd be like, oh god, I don't know. Like I, I can, I barely have any like, um, like pride in my own work to like put that with someone else's like stress city, but like. It actually balanced out really well. Yeah. Um, and I think it was like best friends kind of first very quickly. So like we'd always hang out all the time and into yeah. town, nights out and lunches and everything. So then when in is it in fourth year, actually I think it was third year, yeah. it was the first time we worked together. They were doing like a shorts for um the National Rehabilitation Hospital, yeah. the NRH, I think. And we worked on it then and it went well. So then in fourth year, we were like, okay, we'll just give it another go because yeah, we would have ended up working on other people's films because like I'd never made a film before Ava had made a film before yeah. like this was our first film that we'd make like properly with music and, and yeah. dialogue and everything like that and uh yeah it just kind of also balanced because Ava is really into storyboarding so she would like storyboard like basically the whole film and was a way better animator than me so took takes the reins in that sense and then I would I suppose be more art direction and all the backgrounds kind yeah. of would you say yeah. um and then it gets to a certain point of production where we're both doing everything at the yeah. end of it to like help yeah. you know um but it just works out well like that yeah we kind of complement each other like jack's skill set i would find very hard to do and he was in the same yeah. so it's like whenever i like you know i feel like uh detail oriented work isn't my strongness or like you know clean and all this kind of stuff whereas jack's had a great eye for all that stuff so he would take on some of my rough work and then work it up to make it really gorgeous so yeah it works well yeah and then when things get stressful because we're such good friends you can be honest and be like okay this is not working this is working yeah. and we just respect each other's decision a lot so yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah we didn't even explain sorry what her song was about i forgot to even do that mm. is there could you like give like the quick pitch about that like one sentence or something like that that you could go like oh yeah this is basic this is what it is sort of do you know yeah <laughs> um, it's a big big team obviously but i'll try it as short as i can but it, it, the film revolves around the mother and baby homes but not all about directly that like it's about a grandmother telling her granddaughter about she feels like her granddaughter is old enough now to know about her time in a mother and baby home 
And when she starts uh, telling her about it, then we go into this abstract kind of animated world where we explain, not even explain, but just show what happened there and the atrocities that have happened. But through the medium of animation, where you have more like, uh, it's just de- it, I think it's it's a nicer way to tell a story because you don't have to just say the harsh facts and overwhelm an audience like you can do it in a more poetic way, which mm-hmm. I think is what we like to do with that that type of tough subject matter. Yeah, um, and, um, incorporate like the banshee to kind of give it a folklore element mm-hmm. and like a contrast for like kind of pagan old Ireland versus the Catholic religion and yeah, kind of that comes into it. Because so, so. we uh, we always want to. In college, we were considering making our grad film about the Banshee, but then the usual happened and it took over. Um, so we always had the Banshee in the back of our heads just because we were loved like her symbolism and like everything that she stood for, I suppose. Um, but yeah, it just fit well to film. And uh, then when we were coming up with the idea, um, a lot of the mother and baby stuff was coming out in the media. And then we're like, oh, why don't we just team up the two and make it work like that? Like give the Banshee a reason to mourn. And this is her reason to mourn for these women, these babies and these survivors. Um, yeah, and like, like the image of a woman, like crying, but a woman is like very negative, the pig with them. The Banshee, like she's evil, it brings about death. But we actually looked into it and she's actually more of a protector figure for these old families and more positive um, affirmative things around her than folklore and have you believe that kind of as a scary harbinger of death kind of character so yeah just lots of kind of symbolism and mythology with religion and then uh just yeah a story about uh the women survivors of the Hmm. uh, institutions so that's one sentence explaining (laughs) well no it was very informative because i've wanted to see it um so um but I haven't been able to. I've only seen like the uh, trailer on uh, on mm. a Facebook page for Windmill, and uh, you know, and then oh, yeah, the images yeah. there around the place. Um, and then the the usual. The usual is about like um, as far as I remember. Now, so you can correct me if I'm wrong. Um, it's mm-hmm. about. Uh, it's kind of loosely based off of uh, uh, poems by Brendan Behan and uh, and observations by John B. Keane, or I could be wrong about drinking. And yeah, it's John B. King and Richard Harris. I oh, think, okay, or, sorry, sorry. Yeah. Or some, oh, I can't remember. Never sure. I don't know, but yeah, John mm. B. King, though, for sure. Yeah. I can't remember who yeah. else yeah. But yeah, and it's kind of just about, um, yeah, like one of Ireland's also kind of dark preoccupations besides locking women up in homes, you know, <laughs> which is you know, drinking, yeah. Yeah. um, yeah. and um. The and the way that you handle that is, you know, similar to what you were saying there. This kind of visualization of it through animation, but also like, um, obviously, you know, the usual is a lot more playful. I would say that even though there are dark elements, it's it's not quite as dark as her song, um, or it appears anyway. Yeah. I haven't obviously, like I said, I've only seen little bits and pieces. But from what you were saying there, yeah. I mean, I don't. Th- I think it's impossible to be too lighthearted with the subject of the mother and baby homes. Um, (laughs) but, um, and the reason I remember the John B. Keane is because I actually, I saw that interview that he was doing and it is a very evocative piece of audio just because of how, when you hear him say it, like he really, you really do believe that he believes what he's saying, you know, and it sounds so ludicrous for him to be kind of so... 
uh, romantic, I suppose, even about the idea of like it hitting the glass. But you just feel like, no, he's he's obsessed. You know, he loves the drink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, I, the reason I brought up the you know what those are both about. They're both like about like Irish heavy Irish themes. You know, things that are kind of taken for granted in a lot of ways, ignored, and um, to be expanded upon in animation, but in a way that kind of I I would say, especially with the usual, um, but from the sounds of it also with her song, to kind of give proper heft, I suppose, to these things that, you know, you could walk into a pub and you see a guy who's been sitting there and he's in the same spot, his name's on the back of the chair or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it, it, you, it's mm-hmm. easy to just, he becomes part of the furniture, literally, his name's on the chair. But like, you know... Um, to kind of go into that uh, headspace and psyche and mindset and to see this and you know it's it's I didn't I didn't think it was also um, what's the word I'm looking for it wasn't a commentary on the character it was just kind of an exploration so um, now I'm just babbling but the point that I'm getting at is <laughs> that there is a through line between both of those films where you're kind of dealing with. Um, um subject matter in Ireland that we yeah we tend to take for granted and has you know really needs to be examined and mm. in some cases maybe people ignore it because they they also are kind of ashamed in that it's a a stereotype you know that like our relationship with yeah. catholic church or our relationship with alcohol and yeah. um yeah 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 i think we our subject matter is of like old irish like themes we're always conscious of not leaning towards like the Americanized, like diddly eye version Absolutely. of things because there's such like deep culture in our work. I think that mm. I just wouldn't want it to go that way. Obviously, like yeah. you're just highly conscious of not like stigmatizing yourself, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then I think like darkness in storytelling is always like, you know, all our things that we're drawn to, we love like dark animation or like mm-hmm. exploring dark things through animation in a way that. Is very emotional so i think we would kind of look at those issues like alcoholism or and the mother baby homes as like how can we do this but not so you're looking at the full face but we kind of feel it more so so yeah you get the feeling of it rather than the stark truth i suppose yeah and is what we're just kind of interested in animation yeah and the diddly eye part that you were saying as well because you know th- there is a kind of way that you can do those where they can kind of you know um which your films avoid doing, obviously, but like where they drift into kind of, um, I don't know, something treacly territory. Do you know that way where there, there are certain things that when you see them or you hear them, you know, from Irish things, they like I was watching the movie uh, Black 47. And then like when you hear like the Illin pipe start to play, I immediately bristled just at the idea of it, you know, stuff yeah. like that, that just kind of you know, whether meaning to or not, you're still kind of playing into a certain vision of Ireland. And um, yeah, yeah, I, I kind of, I got very, yeah, I, 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 it's always, you have to be very careful about that type of stuff. And um, yeah. and that there's a way of being Irish without playing on those things, I think. And, um, I, you know, the one that I've seen, I'm sorry, because I, I should have done my research a bit more, but the, <laughs> the usual certainly didn't play on that. And um, from the looks of it, her song, uh, same so mm. um yeah i guess uh, the, the reason i wanted to bring those up at all as well is to kind of ask you about 
short films, whether, you know, so, so in animation, um, what is your kind of ideal format, I guess? Are you kind of people who make anything as in like, would you do like TV show, feature film or whatever? Or are you particularly interested by the format of short films? I think for the moment we're definitely still interested in short films, mm. but um, we've we've talked about how like it would be so cool to maybe do like a three-part series mm. of like three episodes that are ten minutes long, like that was just like maybe dark and interesting as well. That aired on TV, obviously, mm. that would be incredible. Um, or like I don't know, I think there's so much happening with streaming services like Netflix and everything like that. Like there's a lot we could. I feel like we have avenue to make our own avenue mm-hmm. in a yeah. sense. Like it's going well and like people are watching so yeah I think something like that would be the next maybe goal yeah and I think it's currently the opportunities that have come up are short films so we're kind of in that uh that kind of format of it all but if another opportunity popped up with I mean like feature film I'm kind of terrified by that idea Mm -hmm. (laughs) so feature film I don't don't know about yet but um yeah like series maybe like short series and yeah what Jack was saying yeah kind of short form stuff Currently, mm. mm. so collaborating with more people, I think, is that will be exciting because, like, the pandemic has obviously just closed everyone off from each other, and our work is so insular that it would be nice if we could put our work with someone else's as well and yeah. see how that would like blend in together. It, would you say that you're more narrative filmmakers or are you more issue driven filmmakers? Kind of... I think a combination, Actually, yeah. I do think it's a combination, mm. like, I think behind the film, the message of an important yeah. topic really can drive an audience to watch it and then putting our own narrative on top of that yeah, is what like, is interesting. I think. I think we kind of approach it with the big issue idea and then I think we get so far and realise well actually who's going to watch this. I think the story right. is so important for audiences like if they're not invested in the character or if something's not pulling them along the way then the big issue will get lost because yeah. you, know, you can switch off if it's just, there's lots of pretty images you can switch off after a certain point unless there's something that's kind of driving yeah, it propelling so it yeah I think, yeah like i think it comes i think it's both kind of mashed together yeah, but ultimately is, yeah. at the end i think they tend to be narrative mm. um yeah yeah. And, yeah and so how do you come to these ideas that you know are going to be short films because you were talking about like oh we were thinking about the banshee in college and then it kind of came back years and years later like i was kind of having a moment there where I like looked at something that I, I was like, oh, I have to find an earlier draft of this thing that I'm submitting at the moment. And I, you know, yeah. my filing system, just type into Gmail and find the earliest documents there, you know. And I, I was going back mm-hmm. as far as 2016 and I had to go for a walk afterwards because I just felt depressed. I was like, do I have any idea? Am I just stealing from myself in the past constantly? <laughs> or have I, am I, you know, you know anyway, I, 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 I think kind of like, was like, oh, I don't think that's how ideas work. But I guess I just wanted to ask you about that. Like, how do these form and how do they get to a stage where all of a sudden you have something is like, oh, this is going to be a short film and this is going to be something I dedicate my time to and there's meat on the bones with this thing? Yeah. Um, oh, God. I don't know. It's a tough question. Like, that's fine. Yeah. Like, you get a little idea and then you forget about it and then it comes back. I think whatever sticks around after a while. Yeah. I think is what we usually tend to go with and I think we know deep down whether something is a good idea or not and just really go hell for leather with it and change it the whole time I think like the script for the usual the script for her song and the script for the project we're working on now 
they're completely different to how they were at the end. Like, I think we're going to just be organic the whole way through our work. It's going to be ever changing. Um, like, yeah. I think that's something that was it's kind of a relief maybe for people to hear about frameworks as well. Like, you put in this idea, yeah. but they're so open to like good changes and good edits. And and I know that's tough in animation because when the work is done, the work is done, and it takes a long time to. So it's important to keep checking in with them and. Uh, just making sure that everything everyone's on the same page um but I would think don't I just I don't want to be afraid and I do find myself being afraid of big changes sometimes in the project and the script but yeah. it's not it's not a good thing to be afraid like don't worry if you're afraid <laughs> you know <laughs> because it, it does lead to good things you know I was gonna say uh with me and my friends and um like we would not be able to we've collaborated on things for sure but like, I would not be able to collaborate with my friend on a drama of any kind because it would just be there. My, I, this is no reflection on the, you know, um, drama or, you know, your process or material, but I would die yeah. if I had to be sincere in front of my friends about a topic, <laughs> like as in the idea of saying like, we just really need this moment to be powerful, you know, to try and capture that feeling of the moment. It would kill me to have to say that. So like, <laughs> that's why we, we just like do comedies really. And I just really want to know, yeah, like, yeah, you're yeah. like, Oh, we're hanging out all the time. And that's how we kind of generate our ideas. So it's like, how does that collaboration work? How do you like, do you kind of get in the headspace and you're like, yeah, no, this is. I think we're like, I don't know, inherently just very good at compartmentalizing like work and like fun mm -hmm. I don't know like like yeah. our housemate would say we're working together talking about something really serious and then we walk into the kitchen and then we're like just laughing our asses off at something else mm -hmm. I think it's just maybe it's the only way it's a safe yeah. time to work or something or like you'd be in the middle of like her song with a really serious thing we, like we listen to so many interviews with survivors try and get as much information to could and watch so many documentaries but then you'd be on lunch and like blah, 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 yeah. you know like just big yeah. back to silliness so yeah I, I think we're both love well, like the types of animation that we love just happen to be kind of serious and it might sound boring but like yeah. <laughs> obviously I love the comedy and all as well but I just find so much like inspiration from short films and animation that do deal with tough subjects and you, I just find I get a lot more out of it than maybe looking at something that was done in live action um, and because of that then, and I think you would maybe feel the same yeah. so because of that we know that there has to be that punch and if you can't get that punch or like how are the audience going to react to this? And there's always fine lines in our work that like you don't go too far, stay back a bit, and, yeah. um, and the tone. The tone. I think it's yeah. a challenge as well. So like you'd be talking about something kind of serious and you're getting kind of passionate, they're like, well, that's not going to work with this, you know. And then it gets kind of more problem-solving, challenge, like yeah. how do we approach this thing? Because it'd, it'd be like, okay, we have this scene, we have this scene, we have this scene, and we love all of them. We need one more to like make it all work, and it's like. And it happens to be like quite serious, whatever the plot point is. But you just keep collaborating, and I don't know. We come up, we just happen to we look a lot of a lot of visual websites to get inspired that way. Especially when we're stuck in a rush, like it's like okay, what do we what do we love to see, yeah. and then attach ideas to an image kind yeah. of instead is how we we work a lot. Yeah, like we would. You were saying that like um, you'd write first and then draw. Like I think we would do both in tandem. But it'd be all image based. So we'd actually write on a little piece of paper all the images you want and we like. And then we try to structure the images. And then that's kind story, of the base yeah. then 
yeah. how it all works. And then like, it's all well and good having a first draft of a script, but once it's turned into an automatic, like <laughs> everything goes out the window. Like it has to be completely reworked. Not, yeah. That's not a bad thing. It's just, I don't know, good to know, I suppose. Yeah, <laughs> For us, yeah. Anyway. you can't get too precious about that stuff. I mean, I, I do yeah. like, you know, that's my kind of process of like, even in like, most things, you know, Photoshop, where it's like, oh, just two nudges to the left, and maybe now it's perfect. You know, you can find yeah. yourself in a script yeah. going like, should I say, you know, lazy, or should I say, you know, slothful, or you know, I don't know, I, uh, I don't know why yeah. those two words. Yeah. But like, do you know what I mean? Where it's like you're just, there's no point. You're shifting these words around, and until you have somebody saying them, you don't really know. And and also you can't plan for that stuff. You kind of have to wait for the actor to bring their yeah. own thing to it as well. Um, hey, nipping in from the future to say, I asked a question here, which was so long and rambling that I decided I would just cut it out and give you the answer. I hope the context clues are enough. The answer was certainly better than the question that prompted it. Um, I suppose... We weren't, I wouldn't say we were, like when we were working in radio, working on Aiden's film, we weren't like coming up with ideas constantly and talking about um, new things because we were just busy with obviously Aiden's project. But then when someone someone was asking us and telling us, okay, you guys can submit something, then it all just became about that, didn't it? Like, yeah. it's like when you, I think when you, we have a goal that's actually like seeable, yeah. it makes everything 10 times like more like yeah. passionate. I, I, think, I, right. I think like, you know, we're very honest with each other about ideas, but like in a very nice way. Like, if there's something that I, you know, I would suggest, but Jack wouldn't be that enthusiastic about it. Like, mm, not sure about it, and then I'm like, okay, we'll think about it. And if I'm really passionate about something and he's not sure about it, we kind of like, okay, look, let's work with this then because we would trust each other's yeah. judgment. So like, sometimes Jack would love an idea. That I'd be like, oh, I don't know, that's gonna work, but I'm like, okay, let's just roll with it, and then we decide. And yeah. mostly, it works out when someone has a really strong feeling. It tends to work because yeah. there tends to be something in that idea that is is, is very significant yeah. and that's trustworthy. Yeah. <laughs> so you just have to like you just have to go with your gut. No, you know? that's that's perfect. Because like and, and and it relates back to like what you were saying about scenes and order and kind of the like the feel of it. Like I was reading uh, a short story. Phil Pullman has a selection of short stories about writing, but one of the things that uh, he was saying in it was um you know, the story is going to be what it wants to be, do you know? And yeah. um, I, I sometimes like when I'm reading things like that, again, whatever part of me doesn't want to be serious with my mates uh, yeah. is also going, you just want that to be true, to absolve yourself, don't you? Do you know what yeah. I mean? Where you're writing something. Yeah. Um, but there is a truth to that. And um, yeah. I guess that that's where I want to bring it to um the frameworks in itself because i think like with deadlines and with submitting films like you're talking about because you're like oh we didn't really think about it until they said there was a deadline and then we're like all right let's think about it now you know and then we generate an idea it's almost on this yeah. knife edge of kind of in you know people will be like oh the artist is a free-spirited person and we have to let people do whatever they want but almost sometimes it is a knife edge of like cynicism and then also mm -hmm. creativity where it's like well, why is that the idea? Well, because we needed an idea. Do you know what I mean? Like that that's how it started. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then it became yeah. something that was more important, do you know? Um yeah. so I, I think that's interesting. And I think that you know, it's it's helpful to 
sometimes think of these things as well as being like a competition that you can enter. Well, it's competition. Sorry, that sounds bad. But it is something that you submit to and you either get it or you don't, you know. But yeah. uh, it also serves as a something that you can put a landmark down and just uh, plant a flag and be like, all right, that's what I'm aiming for. And then you have a script, even if you have nothing else by the end of it, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. So... So yeah, yeah, that that was um um not dissimilar to so our framework's pork. That was pretty much the same thing where it's like it's coming up. What do we have? And it's just like just coming yeah. through the folders. Yeah. Where's some ideas I've written down from when I was a genius? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh <laughs> I pulled out one and it was like a nine-page script uh for something and I was and then Aoife was like we could do that in 2 minutes, I'm pretty sure. And I was like, I don't know, I don't know. But it became an exercise yeah. in itself to see if we could wedge it into two minutes, into three yeah. in the end. Um, but I, yeah. I, I do think it made a better film because the other one was that I had was a lot more ponderous and kind of wasn't really saying much more than the current version is saying with the amount of time more that it had. Um, exactly, yeah. But um, yeah, so... Nuts and bolts of script for anybody who um, is unsure. There is a, you know, a format that you have to write scripts in. The best advice would be just to read lots of scripts, I'd say, and see what you need to do. Okay, so what I forgot to put in here, what I should have said. Um, good sites to go to. Uh, literally just typing it into Google, going on Reddit and stuff like that. But the main uh, simplyscripts.com is very good um just however you can come by scripts and then um reaching out to people on social media um either twitter facebook send them an email as well that's how i've managed to get scripts from people um shorts that could hopefully be a bit more helpful maybe um i think we say later on but good rule of thumb is always a page a minute it always turns out um doesn't always turn out that way sometimes they can be longer or shorter or whatever but um it's um it's been useful it's useful to kind of put some sort of structure on things otherwise um it can be get out of control a bit and become overwhelming uh so we get into it later on but the age-old adism was you know thing that people say um, how do you eat an elephant uh, one bite at a time? So uh, just take it slowly and build up. Um, if your uh, scripts aren't your forte, um, literally just populate it with sentences that are just the most direct way you can think of saying something. Just to just get something out there, um, and. If visuals are your strength, then put more time into that. I think that's the best thing is to just put time into what you're good at and then make sure that you submit something for the thing that you're not good at. Um, and also don't be afraid to ask other people for help. You know, you could have a friend who wants to get in on this sweet frameworks gig. <laughs> How you achieve that format there's a program called Keltex, which is free if you go back to a certain version of it. I'll put it in the yeah. thing down below. And then there is Final Draft, which costs far too much money, is obscenely expensive. I hate it. But, um, you know, 
there are ways to get it, uh, ways that I couldn't prevent you <laughs> from getting it, even if I tried. And I'm not encouraging yeah. them. I'm not encouraging people to go on to certain websites and, you know, do anything that is illegal. Um, right. No, I wouldn't do that. And I haven't done that. And I have two witnesses here to confirm that I did not do that. Okay. Um, yeah. But yeah, so, um, so you could, that, those are the, that's the format, you know, it's courier whatever. And then it's, you, you can recreate it in word as well. Although I don't know why you would, cause it would drive you insane. And, yeah. um, and that's how you get, that's how you would write like a script. Okay. Is it in that stuff? But the kind of formation of how you, so you have like two themes and topics, all right? One is alcoholism, the other is the mother and baby homes, all right? Those are the ones that you uh, made thus far. Um, so um, when you're seeing that stuff, that is like the sun. It's so big, you don't even know where to either begin or end with it, I would say, you know? So yeah. when it comes to like getting that down on a page, what would be the process that you would have for something like that? Like, mm, um, I think maybe what, what our first draft, I think go big, first of all, like get everything out that you want. Um, and also have an idea of imagery in your head as well, because that will help the process, I think. Um, but yeah, I mean, like the scripts that we've written or the scripts we've written, we haven't really written a ton more than that. And um, we just really like to edit and work on them. And uh, the film board have been great actually, because when we got um, the funding for her song and the project we're working on now, uh, they asked us if we want to work with a script editor as well. And um, that was actually kind of a godsend in a way because you got a professional person to help you with your script. And yeah, like uh, like make sure the arcs of the characters are important and everything like that and like what the kept question like what are you trying to say what are you trying to say what are you trying to say um and definitely keep that minute per page rule going yes. i find it works quite well yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah i think getting it all on the page has always proved to be a bit of a headache for yeah. us like it's so head brain intensive that we could probably do a few hours of it in the morning and then just like okay, I can't do this anymore to go back to drawing or other things for it so it's definitely a slow process I think and we write it all and then we go back and edit it and then we break and then we go back and edit it again mm. um just because you know you, you do as like Jack says get everything on the page so your ideas are mad mm. and then unstructured and then you go back with fresh eyes and you reorganize it um and as you said earlier we actually wouldn't go straight to script. We we would write all the ideas, pieces of paper, or like on a big whiteboard, and then connect yeah. the dots and make it all work like that first. Yeah. Because it's so much easier than like writing like sent full sentences. You know what I mean? Like just be really quick and dismissive of things and throw everything you want out. Yeah. Then you then it's just so much easier to be like, oh wait, that would work with that. That would work with that. Yeah. Um, that could lead to this. There was this interview we had just there. She gave us this like I said, what is it called? It's an online like a kind of board oh, with Myra. like Myra post-it notes. Yeah. And okay. found that really useful for like structuring the story because you can get you can do a timeline, you can type into all these post-it notes and make yeah. it big and small, and you have a whole kind of board to work off, which I just found great because I find um word documents and stuff they're too linear and I lose ideas whereas this you can see them all in one place yeah. um, and then it saves for you as well so you don't have to you know we had on paper before but you, you lose paper or things yeah. spilled on it or whatever so 
that was really good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it's just like, there's so many versions of it. And then the version you end up with, like I think for her song, we read, went back and read the script, we submitted, and we're like, wow, <laughs> none of this is a jewel. Yeah. <laughs> this is crazy. Yeah. Yeah, the your process, my process would be um much more written based. I would uh, I've I've mm-hmm. not like for a while there like I kind of was resistant to any form of structure that was kind of implied. It wasn't like I was like, God, I was I was breaking the mold. It wasn't that. It was that if somebody told me like, oh, these are the rules for like script writing, I would be like, I'm not doing that. Screw you. Do you know what I mean? I've I've got a genius, you know, mind where I'm just gonna be, you know, spinning all the plates yeah. at once and keeping on top of it. And um and then uh, the older I've gotten, and I'm not even that old really. But um, I've gone to a stage where I cannot do that at all anymore. And so now I'm coming back to these things that people told me to do before and I completely dismissed. You know? So so anyway, yeah. the whole point is to say yeah. that I've pretty much just discovered outlines in the past two years, whereby an outline, mm. you know, so you go, first of all, how I would do it is I would open up a Word document, just like you're saying, dump all the thoughts in there, crack on. It doesn't matter if you have a thought, just follow that thought. And then if once it ends, you go back to the original thing, you know, and then what you would do is, um, pull up an outline, um, and you can break that down scene by scene. You put the location and the time and, or whatever at the top, you write down what happens in that scene and then you move on and you go down and down and down. (laughs) But like the other thing about that is, um, you can feel free to include little bits of dialogue as well, um, just mm. to throw in if you've dialogue in your thing. And um, then, what was the thing I was going to say? Um, oh, yeah. To treat like scenes almost like individual scripts. That's what I kind of came to do, do, you know? Like, um, mm-hmm. like I, I so went to a class and somebody was like, well, what is the goal of this scene, do you know? And at the time mm-hmm. I was annoyed because it sounded like that kind of save the cat type stuff, do you know? Like if you've ever read those yeah. screenplay books, it's like nobody in Hollywood's going to pay your script a bit of notice unless you have, you know, the, you yeah. know, the protagonist is doing, you know, that, that's, I know how to say yeah. protagonist. That was a joke. Um, but like, <laughs> but you know, like, um, you know, that thing where it's just like, you know, these people tell you to go take a walk to clear your head. What planet are they on? You don't have time for this. You know, you're just kind of feeling like, I hate this. I hate this so much. You know, like sometimes I'd see people talking about like stripping the story down to the bare bones. And it felt like watching an autopsy or something. It was just like, this is awful. Why are you doing this? I know it's kind of, yeah, it takes you kind of head a little bit, doesn't it? And to intend. But I actually think it does work a bit sometimes. It does. Like, does yeah. yeah i know but i know what you mean when you say you get angry like yeah that would i can be like no i don't want to do it like this yeah and i'm just trying to be organic and like let everything flow but it actually does work yeah. <laughs> to say it like so it's like yeah it, like to interrogate the idea too much as well you do worry that it's just gonna break you know that it can't handle yeah. it you know <laughs> and, but it actually doesn't yeah. it doesn't break you can definitely go too far but we've definitely done, yeah. you know, attribute yeah. meaning to something like, well, that actually does not have to be significant. Yeah. There's so much else going on here. Yeah. When you interrogate ideas, you know, um, you do feel threatened by them, but it can also make them stronger as well. It can make it kind of like, you know, oh, these are avenues that I didn't think about with this or, you know, and things you take for granted of like, why did you choose this material? And it's like, 
you know, you think, oh, a pig's a pig, you know, it could have been a toothbrush, who knows? It's like, well, maybe it could have only been a pig, you know? Um, but I think just to put a pin on it and to wrap it up, because I don't want to keep you too much longer, um, the the idea is that, like, you know, you're very uh, visual filmmakers and you're, you're saying your ideas work in tandem. Um, you know, you do write the script, but it's kind of only after teasing it out, you know, in a kind of um outline esque type thing, but also like kind of um post-its and notes and um and drawing yeah. and, and, and uh thinking Some about it. Yeah. yeah. A holistic approach yeah. basically to coming up with a, a thing. And a lot of uh, filmmakers are like that, but when you're submitting, I suppose, to a short scheme or a funding scheme, you just need to you know, I suppose put it, put that aside, put those thoughts aside for a few hours and just uh, yeah. try and write down, like, I'll just write it down, yeah. just get it done. Be literal if you have to, just get the thing yeah. done, do you know? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And, yeah, and I think, um, like, for we were doing that for her song, like, because Aiden had already done it, like, he actually helped a lot with, like, put a structure on the process. So he, kind of had broken down the whole application into stages like concept art this 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 and we're like okay so then we took it after we had the loose idea we took each one of those and that kind of helped inform things hmm. and then the script i don't actually know what order the script came in like i think the final script was probably one of the last things that went in because yeah. the other stuff like dictated it a lot um and i think showing them uh, showing them like I, th- I think aiden talked about it as well on the last podcast but giving them a sense of what the film is going to look and feel like and the tone of it I think is what really can put your application up maybe more like doing a test shot doing like fully uh, composed um like screenshots of your film um just to really and for yourself as well to like like once we got a few of the aesthetics of her song like I was buzzing like to make to finally like get into it and make it because like it just gets you excited as well you know Um, I think they respond to like the passion behind an idea or excitement or like I think if like this because I think probably our script like the action would have been so big because we would describe all these shots we had in our heads where they probably got a sense of like okay there's lots of ideas here this definitely needs some trimming and some direction into getting a story out of this properly but they probably just saw a lot of excitement there for the, the subject matter and style we wanted to explore and I think maybe it was kind of a mixture of those things that they responded to so like I would say put in as much as you can and show the enthusiasm and not to get too bogged down on the final script because that will change as the process goes and you just kind of want to show them your kind of your because I want you kind of the idea as well but it's like the filmmakers behind the idea and what they're going to bring to it because they are investing in like filmmakers and animators and they want that to sing so if the idea isn't 100% there yet but you're there then they're going to I think like they'd probably go in to support that yeah. and help create um, the film from from it. Um, that's pretty much all I had there. I think I'll we'll we'll wrap up. Um, so thanks so much for coming on. Do you have anything you you want to promote or anywhere people can find you if you want to be found? Um, at the moment we have an Instagram page for her song, and we'll. We're working on a new uh, framework at the moment, so I'm sure we'll be posting on that. Yeah, um, so keep stay tuned. <laughs> 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 What's this, baby? Yeah.
Yeah, we're at my aunt Sally on Instagram, at my aunt Sally Prod on Twitter, and um, um, my aunt and uh, if you're listening to this podcast, um, tell a friend, share it, um, and it's on most outlets now. I think it's on. It'll soon be on iTunes, so that's where all the people are at. Um, yeah, look. My energy is gone. I need to <laughs> not, I need to stop talking. Um, so, uh, yeah, thanks a million for coming on. Check out her song wherever you can as well. Mm-hmm. And um, look forward to the next one. Yeah, Thank you. thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. Cheers. Cheers.